Welcome to the BRB AFK podcast. I am your humble producer, Boston. Joining us in the Zencaster studio, as always, is the time being, Scott. Nobody puts a baby in a corner. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) I do, because I'm her father and she's 16. What are you, like 38? That might have been the best. That might have been the best reaction I've heard yet to uh, to my opening quote. (laughs) That was good. That was good. That was Uh, great. That was great. Also, our illustrious host, Ryan Shipley. Thank you very much. And I like that you played Cornflake Girl by the lovely Tori Amos. What is with corn today? I just Something about corn today. <laughs> Wait, what? We'll come back to it. Okay. Joining us today on the show, good friend of the podcast, good friend of just all of us in general. Welcome, Mike D. Oh, thanks. Happy to be here. Mike D. Welcome back. Is Mike, Mike D the first illustrious guest to join the three-time club Ooh. Like for BRB AFK? Is that right? I don't know. I'm going to say yes, because you were on our first episode when we changed the name of the podcast. Okay. And I think you came back last year for an episode. I did. So yes, this will be your third time. All right. I'm humbled. Yeah, welcome. There's uh, there's, there's jackets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hope it fits. I'll make you, I'll make you a keychain. Yes. I like it. Yeah. Wait till you get the four-time club. Oh. Then, not to spoil it. But it involves something you put on your head. Oh, and a duffel yes. bag, a oh. or a tote, oh. full of heads. <laughs> no, like a, like a tote, like the the NPR totes. The <laughs> yeah, it's the totes. The funny thing is, the last place I actually worked at a real job, the place to let me go, a week before they let me go, they sent me a tote bag. <laughs> and it's like, what am I going to do? Every time I look at this tote bag now, it reminds me of how I got fired for the first time ever. So. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So what's this about corn? Our number one editor, Sarah. Yeah. She, most of her communication these days is over Discord. And apparently she ran to a dude named Corn Dog. (laughs) Who turned out to be a piece of shit. No way. I never would have guessed that, ever. (laughs) Yeah. I I suddenly realized throughout my life, anybody who has like corn in their name has been just the worst. <laughs> Either corn dog or cornbread is the one that I heard a lot when I was downtown. There's always someone had a buddy named Cornbread and they were just garbage. Oh god. Okay. And here's my what I would believe about why this is true. If your nickname is Cornbread or Corn Dog, you probably gave yourself that nickname. Mm. <laughs> anybody yeah. that gives himself a nickname, it's always the worst. You have to earn a nickname. Right. You can't mm-hmm. just go, you know what, I'm corn dog now. Yeah, it, it doesn't make no. any sense. No, no and yeah. I love corn dogs. That's the thing that sucks. Is I do too. People, people named corn dog suck, but corn dogs themselves are good, right? We can all agree on that. I, I agree. I always felt like I had to do that thing from uh, Down Periscope, where it's like, "What's what's your name? Nitro." Okay, I'm thinking about working on nickname. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, wait a minute. For the longest time, I thought Boston wasn't your real name. A lot of people. Uh, I used to, when, I, when I used to LARP, I would fuck with people like that because they'd be like, "Boston, you're like a terrible liar." Because I, I usually was playing a character that was supposed to be like a 
you know, a, a con artist, but I always yeah. failed. Yeah. And like, you're a terrible yeah. liar. Like, I'm the best liar. I still have y'all <laughs> believe my name's Boston. <laughs> nice. All of them would just like, freeze. Like, wait a minute. Can we have a LARPing episode, by the way? I would love to do a I LARP. I would, too. Maybe once, when, when, once our Patreon is going, which, by the way, starts in June. Nice. Maybe once we have the, we're going to use the money toward equipment and stuff, maybe we'll do start doing some YouTube videos. Maybe one of them will be us LARPing. Boston, do you feel like you can come out of retirement to be the corn we're, dog magician? We're counting on you for, for this, to lead us. I definitely think that could be a fun, uh, a fun, fun skit to do. Although, yep. what would make me really happy, what would make me really happy, is if for uh, Halloween or one of the winter months, we can go out, have ourselves a bonfire, and we can play Dread. Wait, what's Dread? Yeah, I don't, I'm not, I don't follow him. Like Judge Dread? Mike, have you, have you heard of this before? Actually, I have not. I love introducing it to people, too, because I've been recently doing... Have you seen How I Met Your Mother? Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I love I love introducing it to people of like, have you played Dread? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I like Dread? that. I like that. And does it have anything to do with Judge Dread? Because if it does, uh, I'm it in. It can. It can. I'm sold if it is. Depending oh, okay. on depending on your your storyteller. Okay. It is a it is a role playing game. Sold. Okay. That is designed rather than D and D, where it's all about high adventure. And so you roll the dice, and you have some really cool stats, and you're a badass. It's a horror game. Oh shit! Oh, so okay. you you're not the badass. You are the you are the, the 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 quirky teens who are getting hunted down by by a masked killer. Oh. And so the way that you the way that you play is instead of rolling dice to determine, like if you if you do something that takes skill or chance, rather than rolling dice to see if you succeed, you make a pull from a Jenga tower. Oh, oh wow are you also like strategically trying to eliminate other people you can i did run a game once where i had like everyone had like their own secret agendas to to accomplish mm. and oh, one of them cool. one of them was to uh take out one of the other you know, so take out one of the other players does the the person like the host is is that are you playing the killer or is somebody else a player one of the killers Usually the the, the killer is an NPC. Usually no, the killer NPC. is okay. Okay. played by the host, right? Yeah. And it's mainly just up to the rest of the the party Dude, to survive. I am down now. So when it gets your turn to play, the riskier your, your jenga move, the more chance you are of succeeding. Or does that matter? Sometimes, if it's something like really, if you're trying if you're trying to go really ballsy, they might just make you play, pull two, make two pulls. Yeah, because I don't know if you can tell the, the obvious mechanic there. If the tower falls and you're the last one to touch it, you die. Okay, gotcha. So of course, help build that tension of like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah, dude, I would for sure play this. And since Jenga games don't last a very long time, this sounds like this is something that you could commit to and play within like an hour. You could go both ways. There is okay. actually a. It was it was part of the team that was Geek and Sundry on YouTube. Uh, they had a they did a series called the Sagas of Sundry, where I may have stolen the Sagas and Shenanigans name from, but they did there was two they did two series. One was Dread, one was Madness, and in the Dread one they actually they had it, they had it last for pretty long. Although they also made it a little more cinematic. Like that one one of the one of the things you could pull out was a brick that had like lore in it. 
And then there were also bricks you could pull out that had like effectively a health kit. <laughs> to, oh, awesome. To, nice. like, so, so how would you add that to like if you would you just like ride it on the Jenga piece? You you can. So yeah, you, you can kind of it's just like any other game. You can play it kind of you know fast or loose, whichever way you want to. Okay. Um That's how I live my life. Mm-hmm. I say right now, I wish our, our I wish our podcast had a I mean, we have a great audience, we love our audience, but I wish I had the audience that I could destroy companies with because um, <laughs> yeah. we we, we, love, we love Jenga. The Shipley boys love Jenga. So I got this new version called the Fuzzies. Okay. Um, it basically comes on this like the same tower like Jenga, but they're like little fuzzies. You pick them up with a tweezer or your fingers and then put them somewhere else on the tower, but they're supposed to be like little magnetic, so you're building the tower out. But the fuzzies do not stick. Oh, mm. no. So we tried to play the game like three or four times last night, and we just finally gave up because it's like the, the fuzzies would not stick. They like have different challenges you can do too, which kind of added a little bit to, you know, kind of a d- different spin on Jenga. But yeah, the fuzzies didn't stick, but unfortunately, it was outside of the 30 day return window for Amazon. Oh, boo. So all I can do is trash them on the Amazon One day. section. But I did learn in the future, when I get hyped on a new game that I see on TikTok, look at the reviews first. Because once I started looking through the views, I saw tons of people that had the same experience I did. Oh, uh, man. Yeah, it, it really frustrated us. Now, the, the little one, Parker, he still liked it because it's very colorful and everything. Right. But, but me and Will, you know, Jenga aficionados, not us. I can't say words, but my words are still better than fuzzies. Yeah, it just uh, we we hated it. We gave up after the third try. For the sake of transparency here, it looks like it was not made by the same. Oh yeah, it's not by the Jenga people. Yeah. Paul Jenga had nothing to do with this. <laughs> Hold up! Wait, what? I, I'm just making up a name. Okay. Was, like, was, there, was there a Paul Jenga? Did I know that? I just, I just went with it. I thought he maybe he knew. <laughs> one, one day, though, our listeners maybe grow to powerful enough to take down companies. So that, that's, I a, hope that's so. my new goal. But this uh, Dread game, this sounds like a cool spin on Jenga. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I'm down for this. And actually, the, the team that made it, like, you actually you can only, I think you can only find. There's one print to order site, like you can get them to print a, a a rule book for you. But I think most of the books right now are only on PDF. But they have another one that I've been wanting to look into and pick up the book for. That it's the same idea, but it's designed to be one on one. And the whole point of the game is you both are playing forbidden lovers. Like okay. One of you is the king and one of you is the is, is a peasant girl or one of you is the queen and the, the head of the military. And it's flirting with that danger. But you you just you, you know that if you fell if you actually fell in love, it would ruin everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So you're doing uh-huh. sort of the same thing with the tower, taking you know, making pulls and stuff to effectively like do that dance and not quite fall in love just yet. And then when the tower falls everything has gone to shit and how many players that one is that one's actually designed for one-on-one which so is when you usually do tread mostly i've it's usually either parties of four or parties of five that I've, I've played with 
Okay. okay. This might be um, one of our Patreon episodes. We'll just record yes. this and put it on YouTube. I like it. Maybe we could even have like a contest or something and somebody, the winner can come play Dread with us. As long as they're cool. I don't want well, they like, have to be cool. Yeah. Because if you ever thought see... Back in the day, they did that MTV VJ thing where they let the audience pick who the new VJ was. Ended up being the stoner Beth kid named Jesse Camp. Oh, God, Jesse. Yeah, and he was really, really bad. But the <laughs> audience decided, we don't want to give the nice guy, Dave Holmes, who's a great, great podcaster, and he was a great VJ. We don't want to give the job to him. We want no, to give no. to this weird chaos gremlin. And that's what Jesse Camp was. He was a chaos gremlin. He would always oh, make Carson Daly uncomfortable, which was great. But yeah, he was a chaos demon. Maybe that'll be one of our Patreon episodes. I, I like think this. The Patreon episodes are going to be Better. a little bit more experimental. So yeah. that's one of them. And the Patreon starts at a nice, easy $5. But yeah, we'll have more of that on that later. I don't want to oversell it. But yeah, that sounds like a cool idea for Patreon. But Michael, it has been a minute. Indeed. You, I, from what, this is the rumor on the street, are now a homeowner? Yes, it was a winding road of tortures and suffering, but finally we're on the other side of it and settling into the new home. It's wonderful. Couldn't be happier. Did you and, it's Jamie, right? You and Jamie, did you start this whole process during the insanity of the last year with pricing going through the roof? Well, I don't want to take too much time on the topic, but yeah, we did. We sold the house and we had a plan to immediately smoothly move into another one. Uh, long story short, more and more problems came up with it. And that sent us into a spiral of oblivion and chasing homes. And it was it was quite stressful. Um, we were staying in B&Bs and then uh, a furnished apartment for a while. And it's quite stressful, but uh, the payoff was there. We're on the other side of it. And it was worth it. It was worth it. We found something awesome. So I, I hope everybody oh, yeah. else out there that's going through these struggles uh, finds and lands on something as well. Yeah, because it's, it's crazy out there. My friend put his house up for sale, and two days later had a guy from California call him and say, I want to buy your house on sight unseen, but I want you to keep all the furnitures there. You can take all your personal belongings, but you keep everything else in the house. Because basically this guy was just going to, I guess what the big thing they're doing now is out-of-towners are buying houses and then just turning them into B&Bs. Yeah, and actually on that note, uh, the house we're in right now had several offers on it, and the biggest offer was from someone out of state that had not seen it, uh, but the homeowners uh, did not like that. It put a bad taste in their mouth. They wanted to have somebody local come in and live here and move here, so uh, thankfully, that is really the only thing that landed us here. If, if Most people would have just taken that cash offer, you know, yeah. sight unseen. Thank God they had souls. Yes. <laughs> yes. Jesus. Right. Yeah. And we told them that. We're like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where I wish our politicians cared more about the people than just like just trying to stoke division because we definitely need some kind of law in place to at least put a cap on how much renters can up the rent mm -hmm. it is becoming outrageous i know you personally have been hit ryan it's 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 insane yeah mine went up 27 percent, and we've been in this place for 11 years and the most it ever goes up was like 10 percent and I have a friend that there's, I think one of the listeners of the show, his went up close to 40%. Jesus. God, man. Yeah. And then I have a friend that's looking for, for apartments. She doesn't live in Knoxville, but where she lives, their rule is you have to make three times whatever the rent is, right? And the rent right now, the average rent where she's at is 2100 a month. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. And it's so crazy. You can get, <laughs> you can get like 
you can get signed up to do a rent and pay that much a month, but it's hard for them to find houses because houses are going through the roof too. Well, even more so, you know, even though you're making that $2,000 rent, if you don't have just the right numbers on your credit score, they'll be like, mm, can't give you this mortgage for $500 a month. Yeah, it's like, exactly. Mm. Yeah, that was the point I was trying to make, but I did poorly. So Sarah, edit my mistake out and make sure it's all the <laughs> Sarah making us look good every day. But it's one of those things where, and it's even happening for homeowners now. My friend Chris inherited his house after his father passed away, unfortunately. And they're now sending out, I guess, what is that called? Property taxes? Mm -hmm. Uh, And the property taxes have just started skyrocketing too. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. How, How, like, bad? Yeah, I guess about property taxes work is they put a value on what your house is at that point. And that's how they determine what your property taxes are, Mm -hmm. is... But since pricing is going up and up and up around here, the value of your of homes is also increasing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Red, in this area, they're doing that, and they haven't actually even really paid attention much for like the last 20 years. And then, oh, wouldn't you know, coincidentally, suddenly, let's just go ahead and do it now. Let's look at the property taxes. It's obnoxious. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just like all the companies that are taking advantage of the world going through inflation right now to jack prices up. Thieves um, and brigands. Just yeah, so like gas prices. I mean, right now they're like, we have no choice but to charge you almost $5 a gallon. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but we've seen some pictures of your new place, Mike. It looks like it's coming along well. It is, it is. Can't and wait to have you guys over. That's the exciting thing, too, is we're going to hopefully within the next few months be able to record our first in-studio, not Zencaster studio, but actual <laughs> physically in-studio that would be our first time before COVID, right, Boston? Mm-hmm. Because I think once the pandemic hit in March, we never went back into that place. And then, oh. of course, I got accused of being a Chinese spy, so that kind of ruined it things even more. God, I wish you'd stop doing that shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Scott has never been, as as, far, as long as we've been BRBAFK, we've been virtual. Yeah, yeah. The only time I've ever recorded live with you guys was the previous version of the podcast when I was just a guest. And that was before we even had the studio, right? Yeah, that was at somebody's house who had the equipment. Our our Voldemort. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that's exciting. So you've actually built up a studio in the place? Well, I've got the equipment. I'm just waiting to get this particular room in order. Uh, like I said, uh, Mr. Chris Bell will be building some lovely action figure shelf. There's going to be a combo uh, figure display studio. It's going to be an awesome Ooh, room to be in. Nice, and hang that in. man. That's going to make me happy. So when I'm over there, I can I can look at all your action figures because the collection continues to grow. It did. You know, we were displaced for the past year, but apparently I have some kind of <clears throat> problem. I kept buying stuff the entire year. <laughs> I don't know where to put it. I wouldn't call it a problem. <laughs> no. Um, but, um, it's slowly coming you... out of storage and unboxing. It, it's a lot of fun. I feel it's like Christmas all over again. And, and I'm glad that your storage was safe because um, the friend I mentioned, Chris, four days before he was taking stuff out of, was going to take stuff out of storage, put in his new house. Somebody broke in and took a lot. I think like, $12,000 worth of Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh Jesus. Oh, no. no. Yeah, like he was heartbroken. That's suspicious because um, somebody kind of needs to know what they're looking at in order to take that, wouldn't you think? You would think so. Yeah. He said the one thing that saved a lot of the collection was he had some very valuable pieces kind of under a lot of like boring stuff. So the thieves didn't dig that deep into oh, it. Oh, that's but, good. Yeah. 
And the, of course, the um, storage facility refused to take any kind of blame for it. Of course not. Yeah. So, yeah, he was pretty heartbroken because you know that, Mike. You're a collector. If somebody Mm -hmm. stole a chunk of your collection, I'm sure that would hit you pretty hard. Very discouraging. Yeah. What's your big collection right now? Oh, it still still lies in the realm of uh, classic Transformers. That's, that's the bulk okay. of it. I've recently gotten into Gunpla. That's my new thing, my new obsession. Um, oh, I love no. the Gunpla Gundam models. Oh, I love the no. building and painting. It's a rabbit hole, let me tell you. <laughs> it sounds like Boston's been there, too. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. I have not I've not got uh, my hands on them personally, but I'm I'm well aware of the Gunpla, the glory of it. Because it, it, it was something, it was something I considered, and then it was just like I, don't, I'm not gonna have that kind of time. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Now, are these the ones where? Because I used to remember back in the day, you know, when you're young and you're still trying to figure out like what your hobbies are going to be and everything. Are these the ones where you get them and you gotta? kind of take them out of the packaging and kind of put it all together. Then you paint it and stuff. You don't have to paint it. They're pretty advanced these days. I choose to. Okay. It makes them look a lot better. But yeah, I mean, we're talking classic, you know, parts on the sprues. You got to clip them off and kind of sand the nubs off. It's, it's yep. kind of therapeutic and relaxing. I've read a lot of people yeah. nice. use stress relief uh, out there in the okay. world. So that's cool. As a child, I got a Transformers one and realized quickly that this was not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I was going to tell Mike, uh, remind me when we're done recording, and I will send you a video to the 7-Eleven Gunpla that a guy did on stream. Oh, what? Now, why are you guys saying Gunpla? It's the uh, the kind of the catch-all phrase for the hobby. It's a combination of the word Gundam and the word plastic. It comes from Japan, if mm. I'm not mistaken. So okay. it's, it's all encompassing. I was worried I was having a stroke. <laughs> Gunpla, and I was concerned. So, like, basically anything in that kind of, that, I don't, genre is not the right word. It'll work, it'll work. Anything in that genre kind of fits into Gunpla. More or less loosely, like Zoids. I see a lot of Zoids in there. I'm into that too, you know, various stuff. It's typically robotic and mech-y sort of, I typically see. I still feel like that was a show that was, uh, a lot of people slept on that show and I'm upset by it. It was called Zoids. Oh yeah, Zoids. robotic uh, little animals. You could wind them if they got motors inside and they'll walk. You never, you never saw the Zoids. Yeah, I mean it was sort of underground, I suppose. But uh, I just don't remember much about it though. I think maybe I stuck with animorphs. Maybe that's why. Um, <laughs> maybe it could also be because at that point, you know, when you're young and you basically get the toys where your parents decide which action figures you're going to have. Yeah. Oh yeah. My, my dad was at the store and decided I didn't need transformers. I needed a go bot. Uh, so oh. everybody else got the cool dino bots. I got stuck with the damn rock Lords. Oh, <laughs> <literally> <laughs> robots that transform into rocks. Oh, fun. Yeah. Sounds like a joke, but it's real. That happened. Yeah. This is how bad it was. I was so into go bots, bots culture that I wrote and drew my own 12-issue miniseries <laughs> featuring the GoBots. 12 issues? Not 12 I did pages. 12 issues. Wow. You were, you were committed, man. You had fan fiction? I did fan Beautiful. fiction for GoBots. That's, can you That's imagine awesome. a sad little 12-year-old kid that all he wants is a Transformer like the rest of his friends? And uh-huh. he's transforming this this uh, robot into a rock and back and forth again so many times that he has to turn it into a comic book. (laughs) Could you imagine what you would have done if you actually had Transformers? So bad. And one of the covers, I remember, featured a GoBot, one of the Lockwords standing there, and it had on the cover, it said, Enter, 
the Rock Lords. Wow. <laughs> you know, that yeah. was quite a while ago. Is, is this the first occurrence of fanfic? Did the Rock Lords draw fanfic into the world? <laughs> I'm maybe. Yes. Maybe. Uh, I, as a child, had my own um, little universe. Uh, <laughs> lots of it was like stolen from other properties. Like I had the Ninja Snails. I had, uh, Wait, what? Claw, yeah, I had nice, the Ninja Snails. Nice. I had Claw Incorporated, Captain Awesome. Your Ninja Snails. Who was your, what was your names? I cannot, one of them was named Junior and he always wore overalls. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I love I did, it. Uh, Captain Awesome, which was my version of Captain America. Uh-huh. And we lived in Texas at the time and the cover was Captain Awesome standing over a fallen foe, and he was saying, don't mess with Texas. Uh, <laughs> did he have a catchphrase? That's incredible. I don't think I ever gave him a catchphrase, but he was awesome for sure. Uh, well, yeah. A, that's what his name, his name on his forehead, yeah. So you knew he was, he, you knew he was awesome. You didn't mess with him. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> have you found it's still kind of tricky to find the new figures are you able to are you winning more against the scalpers i am you know i've more or less switched off to pre-orders at this point i'll find stuff in the wild occasionally but most people you know if you're going to find stuff at stores at this point you got to show up at like 7 38 in the morning you run Uh, back to the wild that's just not me i'm not going to go in there three or four in the afternoon and find shit at this point so really getting on pre-orders is the really the way to go for me and it, you just wait around, and it just shows up at your house. Amazon's great about it. Hasbro Pulse okay. is excellent. Yeah. Um, Big Bad Toy Store is good. They can linger a little bit on shipping, but uh, yeah. Okay. I've been finding uh, for my Funkos, Entertainment Earth is a really good Ah, uh, yeah. That's a great site. Yeah. But yeah. No. Now, Boston, do you collect anything? Because I know I do comics. He does, uh, he does toys. Scott collects hearts. What do you mm-hmm. collect? Mm-hmm. Usually STDs. No, I... Oof, man. I mean, I collected, I guess I technically still collect magic cards, even though I got rid of a lot of the my chaff. Mm-hmm. I don't mean to interrupt, but speaking of magic, can they please slow the fuck down on releasing cards? No, never. God. Oh, yeah, that's, that's never going to happen. I need to hear this. What's going on? It's like a set comes out every six weeks, it seems like. It's obnoxious. Just about. Yeah, it, no, it, it's been it's been kind of crazy. Like I, I remember when I realized, because I've been pretty much just playing on Arena, because I haven't really gone back to any of the actual shops yet. And I'm sitting there, and these guys are. I'm going through, and it's like, yeah, I didn't even realize that uh, Neon Dynasty was almost over before I was able to start uh, getting, you know, getting ready for New Capenna and everything. Like the, the mastery pass, I was like, okay, well, I, I still got some time. To, nope, like three more days, deal with it. Now, is this physical or is this through like the the app game? Both. Oh. Although I'd say physical, re- there's, there are probably more physical releases right now. Primarily because they've got like the secret layers are going on, plus any of the commander stuff is is only coming out on Moto and that thing that we play. Hearthstone? No, not Hearthstone. I'm man, my brain is not working right now. Help him, Michael. <laughs> well, just, the paper paper magic has been. There's just there's just so fucking much right now. Yeah, I usually typically uh, buy the commander decks as they come out, the pre-cons mm-hmm. for the family, just to have them around, just kind of like having all the options. And I, I'm like, I like the color of the sets myself. And uh, it just seems like every time I buy a set, there's another one there. Just about. Although part of me is thinking about trying to get get some money together real quick and try to get the the pride secret layer. It is it is 
hands down some of my favorite art I've ever seen on Magic cards. My, the number one being Bearscape, because the card itself just lets you like it's an enchantment that just lets you generate two two bears. Wait, so, what? Yeah, it's I, a. I it's, see where this is going. <laughs> it's, it's a card, and it creates bear tokens for you to fight with in on on your side of the battlefield. So the artwork for Bearscape for the Pride layer is a bunch of bears lounging in a hot spring. Now, when you say bears, <laughs> you mean the animals and not like big fat gay guys. Nope, I mean the second. I mean the second one. Okay, oh good, I would love that. <laughs> bold, bold. Yeah, Ryan was uh, in about it until, until you learned that fact. Now he's sold. Wait, no, you're being honest, aren't you? Yes. So yeah, it's called Pride Pride Across the Multiverse, and commendable, commendable. That's awesome. I'm looking at the card right now. And there's actually a real beer in the background watching this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Are you, are you looking at the card right now? Yeah. Wow. How did I miss there's that? There's a beer up on, up on a hill. Wow. And he's, he's watching um, <laughs> all the, the bears, and he's really proud. I love it. I lo- I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, Heartbeat of Spring, where it's got uh, Sahili and the dinosaur chick cuddling. Oh, oh, yeah. That's I see that one there. And does, does she have like a kind of like a dog cat robot thing? It's a Velociraptor. No, she's got a littler one too on her. That she's oh, got oh okay, you guys are right. That is, no, that is a dog. That is a that is a dog robot cat thing. Okay, I love I it. Can't remember what I used to know what it was. What's the availability on this set? Is it super limited or how, how was uh, it? It's relatively limited. You can, you can currently pre-order it, but it's only going to be available for 51 more days. People have had mixed reactions about with the secret layers is they mm. are, there's some really amazing cards, like some really amazing artwork. Although yeah. there have been a couple, the stranger things bundle and the walking dead bundle that released cards that were unique to the secret layers that they have relented and said they're going to print variants of in actual paper sets. But for a while, people are like, really? So if we didn't drop $100 on your stupid fucking set five years ago, we literally will never be able to see those cards again? Fuck you. Oh, damn. Mm, yeah. Hey, Boston, how do you feel about the media crossover with Magic, these things like The Walking Dead? On one hand, I don't I don't inherently mind it as like just you know make your money, do your thing. That's great. I, I want to quote the professor from Tolarian Community College. <laughs> the other side won't reciprocate is the only, is the biggest problem. Ah. Like, mm. yes, it's really cool that I can get I can get some uh, very special limited art cards that are Fortnite based. It's cool that I can get some that have Street Fighter characters doing their moves, or that I can get Rick from The Walking Dead as my commander. That's that's really cool, but there's not going to be an episode of the walking dead where they're like playing commander while trying to, you know, wait out the a horde of zombies, you know, the, the Warhammer 40 K one that's coming up. Like you're not going to have them talking about the planeswalkers in an episode, you know, in, in 40 K mm. like they're not going to reciprocate that integration. Missed opportunity. Mm. True. It would be, it would be kind of cool if that was a thing, but like, I would love to watch the episode of the walking dead where they were doing that. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> Anytime they take a moment to be like, hey, you know how the world's ending? We're still humans. Cool. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's kind of cool, too. It looks like this secret Lear drop is also going to benefit the Trevor Project. Yes. Ooh. Half of all Ooh. proceeds will be going to the Trevor Project, which is 
a big reason why I, I feel like I might try and get on that uh, pre-order. Yep. Just because that's a, that's a that is a good cause. Yep. And for those who don't know, the Trevor Project is the world's largest suicide prevention and crisis intervention organization for LGBTQ uh, plus young people. Oh well, there you yeah. go. Okay. Yeah, which is awesome. For all of us in the alphabet soup. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that looks really cool. Now, mm. I, I guess one thing I'd wonder about all this magic, the gathering stuff. So is it tricky for them when they do this? Because don't they also have to like when you introduce a new fighter into a video game, you have to make sure with balancing and stuff like that. Do the new cards kind of fuck up all the balancing or does it still make it where it's playable and fun? It's a great question. Have the new you want this, do you want this one, Mike? For sure. Why not? I think that they do a lot of play testing and there's only so much you can do, though. So you'll find these days that once uh, tournaments start breaking out, cards will get banned rapidly. People start to abuse mm. them in ways that they didn't foresee. But the sets in general... You know, magic's pretty much cut and dry as far as the basics, but uh, every now and then a card will pop up. It seems like more frequently more cards have been getting banned. Am I wrong there, Boston? Uh, you are not wrong. You are absolutely correct. They, I want to say that 2021 had the most bans of any year. Wow. Oh, wow. Uh, going all the way back to 1995. Hmm. Uh, they would just kind of throw shit against the wall and then keep on going. Because especially now that don't get me started on the alchemy, which is have you have you heard about this, Mike? I uh, loosely, just loosely. So, because there is the digital format now of of Magic Arena, they've started coming up with alchemy cards, which are cards that are unique to Magic Arena, oh. as well as modified cards that have been eroded to be more fair or more powerful as they need as they see fit that only exist online there is definitely a bit of strange pushback at that one that literally means that magic arena and magic paper can be two completely different things now which is which is why now i am only playing either standard limited or what's the new one they just released explorer which is a a format that lets you use a, a bigger a bigger pool of cards but none of the modified ones yes do you think some people are less less likely to get the new newer cards because of all the fears that cars are going to get banned and then kind of the card is worthless? Eh, no, because I mean think the addiction is too much. It's not necessarily a new thing. Like it is the you know the most bans they've ever had, yeah. but a lot of times that really only matters when they're. People are like, you know, the, the prices are getting jacked up on it. And they're like, okay, don't pay that. You just have to have that wherewithal to be like, right now, I think Winota, I keep wanting to call her Winona Ryder, but huh. Winota Joiner of Forces is going to get banned again pretty soon because she's just so, it's just everything that interacts around her is so broken. I don't know how many times I've, I've dumped half of my deck onto the board by turn four. Mm-hmm. And so, like, at that point, like, I would not, like, you know, on arena, it doesn't really matter because I'll get my wild cards back and I can just go make, you know, similar, similar to Hearthstone when they change something big. Yeah. I'll get my wild cards, I'll get my dust, and I'll go do something else. But like in Paper Magic, yeah, I definitely would not be investing in her right now. Okay. <laughs> I, she's going to shake hands. So if she, if she doesn't get shake hands within the next month, it's got to be before the end of the year. Okay. Is there a way we can figure to blame Biden for all of this? I'm sure. I mean, okay. We can, we can always figure out a way to, yeah. to get it back to him. Yes, good. 
good. And so I always get confused. So Magic Gathering and Hearthstone are two different things, right? Correct. Vastly. Correct. They're, oh, yes, definitely. Okay. And you prefer Boston. You prefer Magic Arena. And Scott prefers Hearthstone. I don't even know that it's, if it's that I prefer Hearthstone. It's just because I it's so easy for me to play, you know, because I'm playing on my phone or my computer. And with Magic, I mostly yeah. was playing it, like, with people. And, you know, I can play it, you know, on my computer or, you know, I guess phone now, too. But I guess because I've play, I just played more of it. But they're, they're totally different with how they okay. play. And which one do you play, Mike? I prefer just paper magic. Uh, I, I like okay. it as a card game. I think if I'm going to spend time playing something digitally, I'm going to play a video game, so to speak. I'm not a digital card game. If I'm going to play a card game, I want the cards and the people yeah, around I, the table. I totally get that. Now, do you find it hard to find people to play with? No, not really. Um, I think that a lot of people in my age range started playing magic back when it first came out, so they're definitely up to it. Now, maybe they don't have a ton of their own decks, but that's where I come in with my mountain of decks. There you go, Boston, because I yeah. know you, mm-hmm. last time we were at the comic store, you were looking at those magic cards. Well, that's that's actually something I still want to talk to. I've been meaning to actually talk to Mike about at some point. Did you ever come across the Commander's Legends packs? Not personally. I did not pick any up, but I am aware of them. So I know that Comics Exchange has at least three, and so I've been I've been wanting to see if I can get some people together to possibly do uh, a draft. <laughs> yeah, sign me up. Pick up a box and then do a draft and see have fun with that because a I want to you know see people again, and also want to draft with people I like, not just you know randos at the <laughs> store right now. Sure. Here's a, here's a question I'm curious about. What is the ratio? I wonder of hardcore competitive magic players that go to shops, play in tournaments versus homebrew kitchen table people. You know, I know, I know there's a ton of people out there that just play at home and take it casually, but you don't know, you know, how many, I wonder yeah, what the issue is. Yeah. Well, I didn't know there was even like tournaments still going on for magic gathering. Oh, yeah. until oh, yeah. I met Jay Kendrick. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was actually, I have gone to competitive tournaments before I ever met Jay. I would definitely say that I, I feel like it's definitely an iceberg situation. Like I learned tabletop. I learned kitchen table. I, have, I know a bunch of friends that would do uh, big old commander matches or big old multiplayer matches. Well, hell, we used to play multiplayer matches even before uh, commander was really a thing. Absolutely, absolutely. And I built I built decks that were specific for multiplayer. And so, like, yeah, the, I'd I would say that there are probably more. The, the, I think there's gonna be a event like a Venn diagram where it's like there's a crossover of people who do try to do like who enjoy doing both. But I'd say that there's at least at least twice as many just casual players than there are competitive players. Mm. It's gotten to the point, like I was saying, with the card releases, I, I just had to give up because it just, if you're going to play it in shops and play it professionally, it has to be your only hobby. Like you can't afford. To- oh, yeah. It's so expensive. Like the, what I've been doing recently with with Arena, finding some of the when they're doing like the the new challenges or a different if they have a big event going on, I just start grinding that event until they give me, you know, a couple hundred packs to then open up and add to my collection because you either have to spend a exorbitant amount of money to keep up or win and win a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like for there was a while back when uh, I think I think I mentioned this before, but back when you know, Packers was a thing, I would go to the one on Western Avenue and clean. I would we my wife and I would just go clean house because we would. They were a lot of them were still new to the format and new to just the whole scenario. So we would go in and I don't th- I think we we may have actually paid for two of the 
several drafts that we did there. Oh wow! The rest of them we paid for nice. with our just we won, and we put it. It's like okay, just put the winnings towards the on the gift card, and we'll we'll come back next week. Yeah, that's, that's what we do at Packers all the time. We just put stuff mm. on cards. Huh. And and Scott, you were actually for a while there thinking about getting back into Magic too, weren't you? I was. Then I guess I th- I think that was like. I was I was going to with a buddy of mine before the whole COVID thing happened, and then it just right. Well, I got this idea for a <laughs> I got this idea for a deck that we can build, and I. Right. Hey, I'm thinking we got a, we got another episode of the Patreon right here. We can play oh, a game of do. Magic, and you guys can teach me how to play. Love it. I like it. Yes. Now, how long does a typical game of Magic last, though? Three hours. Oh dear God, is that real? Well, like a commander multiplayer game, sure it can. If you're looking at a one-on-one wow. duel, those can just blast by in mere moments these days. Yeah, there's a YouTube channel I've fallen in love with called Ristic Studies, which if you're a Magic player, you've already got the joke. They just released a video on Red Deck Wins and how it's a, like, why people even would want to play a deck that goes, I've already, I have either killed you by turn five or the game is over either way and i've lost yeah, like it's one other. or the other that's amazing so i think i don't know how to segue I, i'm just no segues right now i don't have any good segue for this uh, i have in front of me the top 15 highest grossing science fiction films of all time Ooh. all right all right and we're gonna try to guess them we're gonna go to the top 15 i will tell you right now the majority of these are in this century is this the 21st century? That's how it works, right? This is the 21st century. Yes. Okay. Most of these are at the very end. Most of these are in the 21st century. Two of them are at the tail end of the 20th century. Okay. Okay. According to the way it works, the 22nd century will begin January 1st, 2101. I guess the good thing is none of us have to worry about what we're going to do that night. Correct. <laughs> we are not seeing that unless, like, the scientists come up with some kind of crazy mortality pill in the next 25, 30 years. Right. I, mean, right. I hope that God we're still here in 25, 30 years, but, you know, at that point, we're kind of going into our down cycle. I hope scientists are still here in 25 to 30 years. That's starting to be worrisome. <laughs> that's a yeah. point. Yeah, that's, they're going to be rounded up soon. Oh, man, that was good. All right. We'll start with you, Boston. Can you predict one? I assume some of these will be super easy to pick. Some of these, I think, are going to be tricky. Okay. So it's no, it's sci-fi. Sci-fi. I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb here and go with some... I'm going to go with Alien. Alien mm-hmm. is not on here. Damn Keep it. Mind, they're not doing they're not doing inflation on this list so oh, that's okay. important okay. yeah so alien and the and the uh latest one on here is 93 oh that's wow the latest i'm oh, sorry earliest or, or okay or, okay yeah the latest is uh 2019 okay okay so no 2001 got it <laughs> nice <laughs> i'm gonna say as much as i've grown to hate them the, the recent star wars trilogy which one? I seem to remember Force Awakens having a lot of excitement behind it. Okay. I'm going to go Force Awakens. So that is number two of all time. Oh, oh of oh. all time. That is so crazy. It made uh, almost $2.1 billion worldwide. Yeah, Scott? Well, the time frame is there. I was going to say, I was going to say like something like The Abyss, but that's that's too old for that list. Definitely mm. too old for Matt Gates. Interstellar? No. Okay. That was a good, that was a good guess, though. 
Yeah. Boston? So from the way that you phrased that last answer, yeah, I'm going to go with Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker is the eighth of all time, right at about 1.1 billion. Hmm. Okay. And I also go back on my statement that I've said before on the show. Don't consider it sci-fi, but moving on. Hmm. I know. Hmm. There's so many on this list that hmm. when I tell you, you're going to be outraged, I think. <laughs> it's fantasy. I, I actually sat here when I was looking at this list to going, is Boston going to be okay with this? Probably none of them. Uh, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> the, right. the answer is no. I mean, it's going to be for good uh, for a good episode. It'll be yeah, entertaining. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing we have to remember. On the last episode, Boston called Elon Musk a cunt. And then a day later, he bought Twitter. So I fear what Disney is going to do to Boston now. I know, I know. They're, yeah. they're going to they're shut us down. They are shutting us down. They're going to buy us. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm fine. For, I'm for sale. I will sell out in a heartbeat. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, Mike, your turn. I'm going to roll the dice on some cross-genre pollination here. I'm going to throw Guardians of the Galaxy out there. That counts. Yeah. That's a Ooh. sci-fi movie. It does, in my opinion, but they decided superhero films are not on this list. So I'll let you yeah, run they're, they're, they're in a spaceship. What? Come on. Oh, oh, oh. So, hey, superhero films. Uh-oh. I don't make the list. But <laughs> space space wizards versus the space Nazis. That's completely... <laughs> what the fuck ever? Oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh. Oh, my God. I can't wait till you, till you hear what number 13 on this list was. Oh, Boston. man. I can't Very wait. Fair. Um... All right, so Mike, we'll let you have another try since you didn't know the dumb rule about Guardians. Thinking about the time frame, I seem to remember, I don't know, this is debatable. I, I guess it's sci-fi, but by these rules, maybe not. I seem to remember uh, Avatar blowing a hole through the box office. Well, there you go. That's uh, number one. It's a- almost 2.9 billion. I'm impressed by the numbers, but yeah, no, that, that one checks out because that, that is... Yeah. yeah, and and I can say um, I saw Doctor Strange on Friday. I'm going to see it again on Thursday. But we saw it in IMAX 3D, and oh. before it played, they showed the IMAX 3D trailer for the new Avatar. And yeah. it reminded me of, like, I didn't care too much for Avatar 1, but the 3D of, the 3D that was used for that first Avatar movie is so amazing that I think IMAX 3D is the best way to see the Avatar films. I don't That's, know okay. if we need to have four more Avatar films. I don't know if there's enough in that lore to... to to, to that we have to do four more, but I guess that almost three billion dollars kind of settles God. that. Wow, James Cameron, so. man, he has it because I think before Avatar, Titanic was like the number one movie of all time for so long. I bet they consider it a science fiction. T two had to be huge as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All right. So it is your turn, Scott. I want to go with the Matrix. Ooh, the good Matrix? One. No. What? Really? Yeah. It's on the list? The first Matrix that makes this list is the Matrix Reloaded uh, in really? 2003, uh, which I think that, by the wretches, I assume that was the third one? Uh, Dang, that surprises me. At least it wasn't the fourth one. Mm. Still and just so it. you know, Scott, Interstellar was number 25 on this list. Oh, it was? Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Reloaded was the second one. Okay, reload it was well. I still agree with Mike. All right, never have uh, I felt so betrayed by sequels. I, I have yeah. to tell you, no, it's so bad. I've heard the fourth one. I have one friend. I think it's a mutual friend, Core, who loved the fourth one. But I think it's because she loves like stunt work. 
Mm. Everybody else I know really did not like the fourth Matrix movie. All right, Boston, you're up, I think. Let's see. Sci-fi, 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 sci-fi. We'll do two more rounds and then we'll just... Martian. No. Oh, good guess, though. It is a good guess. That was a good movie. Yeah. I guess it was more of a critical, darling. Number 30 on this list with $630 million worldwide. Oh. It did well in China. Like, they suppose, like... Because they wanted to attract I love the Matt Chinese. Damon in China. <laughs> no, the chi- they added they they upped uh, the Chinese Chinese scientists' role in the movie, uh, so they promoted it so that way it could promote more in China. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, uh-huh. China is not getting Spider Man No Way Home because Disney refused to cut out the Statue of Liberty scene, and mm. they're not getting Doctor Strange too because Disney refuses to cut out an eight second scene. Where they refer to America Chavez's moms. What? Oh, fuck off. Yep. There's an eight second scene in that in Doctor Strange 2 where you see America Chavez's parents and they're both uh, women. Yeah. And China was like, cut this scene or you can't be in our country. Well, wow. Well, good to them for sticking to their guns, man. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Same. I'm glad. Yeah. They're fighting back against the bigots and homophobes. Good. Publicly. All right, Mike. What was your suggestion? Uh, let's see. I would. I want to say. I want to say Terminator Two, but I'm not sure if that falls. I think that might have been before '93. Yep. All right. Is. All right. I'm. I'm going to go with this one. I, I. As you know, I adore Transformers. I absolutely hate, hate, hate the Michael Bay Transformers movies. But I'm going to have to vote for the first Transformers. Let's see what happens. Which one was that? Uh, just Transformers, the first. Okay, that one is not on the top fifteen. But to let you know, there are Transformers. On this list. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. All right, Scott. All right. By the way, the first Transformer movie, number 24 all time with $709 million. Okay. Mm. All right, Scott. Inception? Inception is 14th. Nice. Oh, $136 million. Yep. Inception count? Nice. Yeah, yeah I yeah. guess. Yeah. That's yeah, that, science that's fiction-y. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Maybe this is controversial. I don't know. But I think the best Chris Nolan movie. The, the most Chris Nolan-y movie of the Nolan movies, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I love Memento, but I think Inception oh, works better on multiple views. Hmm. Mm, was, Tenet, was Tenet more successful, though? No, Tenet failed. Cool. The Tenet came out like uh, <laughs> Tenet did that thing where the theaters were not really ready to open back up again because this was still like early pandemic. But And the, the company wanted to just put it on streaming, but Chris Nolan is an egomaniac. And he refused to do that. So the theaters reopened back, brought out that movie, and it completely bombed. Now, have you seen Tenet? I have not yet. No, I didn't watch it either. Okay. It's a lot of people got confused by it, but I didn't think it was hard to follow. Maybe I'm just really smart. I don't know. You're a genius. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mike, your turn. Uh, la, 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 la. Well, it sounds like I got close. I'm going to go for, I'm going to skip to, let's say, Transformers 3. Which one was that? Oh, I've trauma blocked it. I literally trauma blocked it. Hold on, let me look. If I'm going by the release dates, I think Transformers 2 is Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Yes, Dark of the Moon is the third one. Okay, and Revenge of the Fallen is number 15. Oh, I saw Revenge of the Fallen with my roommate. I'm sorry. And with two racial caricature Transformers came on screen. Oh, yeah, that's right. 
I had to apologize to him. I turned to him and said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. All right, Scott. Man, I, I want to say Blade Runner, but that's too old. And I don't know if the... 2049 sequel... did not do that well. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I, don't, I didn't think that, that one did. Hmm, let me think. And Blade Runner does not look to be in the top 50. The wow. New, the, new, the new Dune? No. That kind of... It may be just because at that point, it also did air on HBO Max at the same yep. time. yep. Oh, yeah. So that might have hurt it. All true, right. True, true. Last round, Boston, before we break your heart with some of these picks. <laughs> what you got? Uh, real, real quick, what do we, so what what have we, what have we turned over so far? We've turned mm-hmm. over Avatar, Star right. Wars, The Force Awakens, Inception, and Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Hmm. And Rise of Skywalker. Hmm. Rogue One. Rogue One is on the Ooh, list at number nine. Yes, Ooh, yes. good. With almost 1.1 billion. And probably my favorite of the newer Star Wars films. Oh, same. It's oh, yeah. Def- definitely my favorite one of the new ones. Okay. Uh, Mike? This is a little questionable. I would probably consider it an adventure film. And I might even be out of range of time here, but I'm, think- I'm trying to think of massive blockbusters. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park is on the list, number 10. Ah, yes. <laughs> and one thing that's so cool, I don't know if anybody's seen Jurassic Park in the last 10 years, but the CG, everything still holds up in that movie. It really does. Like, nice. I assume it's all, it's still mostly CGI and not practical effects. Am I, I right there? I, I think I, it was a blend of the two. I think they used CGI to sort of smooth out some of the uh, the puppetry, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they tried their best. The only, the only scene that I believe... I, if I remember correctly, the only scene that is fully CGI is the the herd when they're having to they're having to hide from the the, the little galloping the gazelle yeah the yeah. gazelle source yeah fuck out they're called that yeah all right Scott you are you gonna get uh, one on the board here I'll have a got one have a I don't know if this I guess this considers a Wally Wally Ooh. did not make the top fifteen ah. But Wally was on the list. It was number forty-two with five hundred twenty-one million. Okay. Mm. Okay. You got another one, Scott? You want to try one more, well, Boston? Uh, Mitchell's versus the machines. No, uh, that Damn that it. was a Netflix <laughs> exclusive. Oh crap! You're right. Yep. yep. All right. Yep, yep. So number one was Avatar. Mm-hmm. We're going. We're going in actual descending order because I think. There's going to be a few on here that are going to make Boston mad, and I want to say those for last. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Um, number three was Jurassic World, which I think was the first of the new trilogy. This is the one that's going to make Scott mad, but sh- will make history show that I was right. Number four was Star Wars The Last Jedi. And I like Scott's. Mm. So history shows that I am right about what's a great Star Wars film. Number five <laughs> was Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Hmm. Number six, Transformers Dark of the Moon. Mm. Seven, Transformers Age of Extinction. I guess the world loves Transformers. Apparently. Yeah. Number nine was Rise of Skywalker. Sorry, eight was not. Nine was uh, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which I think is the worst, like, extra Adam. Ten was (laughs) Jurassic Park. Eleven, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Twelve was Star Wars Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith. Number 13, The Hunger Games, Catching Fire. What? Oh, okay. Oh, now, now. Which, 
which I guess that's the third Hunger Games. Sci-fi, sci-fi, sci-fi though. Mm. I guess, yeah. I guess that's yeah. I mean, that's in the future. Wait, so you're okay with Hunger Games as sci-fi, but not Star Wars? Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's dystopian. Well, well, no, no, what? Okay. Hold up, hold up. We don't have working lightsabers either. The technologies that don't exist <laughs> in our timeline. So I can see where technically it would be could be see, could be seen as sci-fi. Yeah, right? yeah, like well, like the, the way they could airdrop airdrop in uh, little unique supplies or whatnot and healing salves and uh, what was the other one that they well that, that they knew what the fuck the bees were. And now they're supposed to be coming out this fall. Is the Hunger Games prequel movie where it shows, I guess, oh. the rise of Donald Sutherland's character, which you know everybody's been wondering, wanting, wanting that story. Oh yeah, I've been uh, learning that for years. Yeah, and just to let everybody know, Star Wars: The Original was number nineteen on this list with seven hundred seventy-five million dollars. Okay, all right. Now that Still, is impressive, not adjusted for, in, for inflation. That is impressive. Yeah, it's really impressive. What's more impressive is the best Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi, may double it. I, uh, I, I, Mike, I we're looking for a new host. Do you want to? Yeah, uh, no. Oh, no. I quit, I quit the podcast. Oh, no. And that's when we add sound effects of Scott walking downstairs and closing a door. But yeah, but Boston, did you have anything for us to talk about? This feels uh, like we're, we're setting up like an intervention for somebody. I, I am bad really at segways tonight. I apologize. You thought, you about this, has been, this has been your worst segway episode. Let Roger, me... the segway. Let me figure out where it went real quick. Because, yeah, I apparently someone thought it would be. Uh, Y'all still hear me? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. Sorry. Uh, it, it sounded too quiet for just a moment. We were <laughs> hanging on your words. We were, man. Once again, because the right only has one joke, someone, someone decided to make a Kyle Rittenhouse video game. Oh, no. For, oh, no. For Steam. Where you are murdering zombies that are both Antifa and LGBT. Oh, damn. So it's okay. Oh. They're, they're, it's okay. They're zombies. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and the worst part is, as with as with many games that are try that try to be edgy like this, yeah. it's just garbage. It is absolute garbage. It doesn't even play well. Yeah, it doesn't even play well. The graphics are utter shit. Mm. And the joke is just and the like joke, a one note. Yeah, the joke is, you know, hey, he should have been allowed to kill more people. It's like, okay, all right. Oh, boy. Is it overhead view? Because I think I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's kind of an overhead view, but like where they, they didn't even actually try to adjust the sprites for it. They just let him still be awkwardly uh-huh. positioned. It's weird that I ask if this is the one because Googling Kyle Rittenhouse video game, it has brought up several. So. That's upsetting. <laughs> and now yeah. you're on several watch lists. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, I think Kotaku, Kotaku, I can say words. It says that like a lot of alt-right people are giving it overwhelmingly positive reviews, but those are usually with people that have had under half an hour of play on record. But they said to be, but to be, you know, to be fair, there's barely 0.4 hours of game here. I, yeah, that's... I mean, look, any Kyle Rittenhouse fans, they're they're going to be playing pretty much exclusively Call of Duty if they game at all, right? That's that's where we're yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. 
So, but also, I, I had a second one just because I figured that wouldn't actually take up that much time. Yeah, because um, we, all, we all agreed that it was garbage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something else. Something else I come I came across when when looking at that one. Apparently, Gabe Newell, Mister Mister Valve himself, yeah, tried to talk the developers of Left for Dead into not using zombies. Wait, what? I saw that. I saw that today. Yeah, that that actually almost was my article. <laughs> the director, uh, Chet Falazek, said once I went to dinner with Gabe. And he was beating me up. That if you look at zombie movies, Newell said, Night of the Living Dead is about racism. Dawn of the Dead is about consumerism. George Romero had purposely made those movies with that thing of, like, you know, to talk about them. And then Newell asked me, what is your movie about? Like, what is your game about? What is your zombie story about? He's like, well, it's about working together and the game mechanics. It's a reflection of the game, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. The zombie apocalypse, <laughs> what do you do? And apparently Newell was like, felt they were too cheesy for horror, uh, for that horror shooter. And he just kept trying to push, like, don't do zombies, don't do zombies. And then we're like, and it was, it was, it was, it was right before, you know, the walking dead had become a big thing. So like they almost, they almost relented because they, it wasn't a mainstream zombies weren't a big mainstream hit yet. Considering what they did in Anacrusis, which I did get, I have got a chance to play some of the, a demo of that. Okay. The Anacrusis, I mean, mutated aliens work pretty well, too. And is yeah. Anacrusis, like, the same kind of game as, like, uh, Left for Dead, Back for Blood? Uh, yes, and it is. Okay. It's it's in early access, and it was made by, it was made by Falazek and some of the other guys who'd worked on Left for, like, effectively, half of them went and did the Anacrusis, and another half went and did Back for Blood. Nice. And I think we have the New Evil Dead game is this week. Oh, oh, God, I hope so. oh is it this week? Oh, yeah. I, I really think it is this that. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I hope it gets good reviews. Man, that's so. I'm so glad that they did not listen to Gabe. But then again, after two, Valve decided no more. Well, I just want to chime in here and say fuck zombies. Zombies are the lamest monster anyway. The lamest monster. Oh, shit. <sighs> Sorry, I'm just it out there. Shots have been fired. Shots fired at zombies. I can't, I, I, I can't believe you would say something like that. All right. Real <laughs> quick. Some controversial. So bold. Rank the top three monsters. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, oh, wow. I'd have to research that. Okay. I will go first. Number one for me, zombies. That's right. Oh, wow. Okay. Shit. All right. Yeah. Number says, fuck two. fuck you. Num- number two, <laughs> doll possessed, doll possessed. Oh. Yeah, that creeps the fuck out of me. And number three, vampires. I love a good vampire. Same. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Same. yeah. What about you, Scott? What's your top? Vampires to? will be my number one. Actually, okay. I, nice. I, I love vampires. Though. Follow probably. Oh man, probably werewolves. Actually, okay. Vampires and werewolves were out there for me. Yeah. And three. I don't know what my third one would be, honestly. Because this was like a, this. We just sprung this on you. Well, so, also, you are we going like? Are we going like what we think is the scariest, or what we think are the best? It's your list. It's up to you. I I kind of put both of them in there because those fucking yeah. dolls. Right. I saw a new trailer for a new doll movie this week, and I almost threw my you laptop. About, you about peed your pants, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I did. I did pee my pants, but yeah. that's my that's my kink. You need um, to tell me what that movie is, and we'll <laughs> talk about it later. Okay. Uh, do you have a third, Scott? Or we'll come no, back uh, to you. We can go yeah, back. that's fine. All right, Boston. Number one, aliens. Number two, uh, ghosts ghost that can possess you. Okay. 
And uh, number three, because they're pretty badass. I, I go Minotaurs. Pretty badass. Oh, Minotaurs are awesome. Oh, Minotaurs are badass. That's a good pick. I think Scott's regretting that I don't, one. I don't have a fetish. No, I, wish I, I want to take Minotaurs now, damn it. Okay, Minotaurs <laughs> can be your third, buddy. Okay. All right. Uh, I'd my... like Minotaur to be my third. Actually, <laughs> Sorry, uh... anyway. Um... <laughs> hey, man. Uh... Huh. That's what some people probably think poly relationships are, though. It's just a guy and girl <laughs> and a fucking Minotaur. And a Minotaur. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh. Yeah, I'm going to uh, actually Boston and I very similar. I was going to go with uh, the scary kind of aliens. There's a lot okay. of, to pick from there. Uh, I like the idea of the uh, demon possession. That's pretty horrifying uh, when handled correctly. Yeah, I'm going to go with the personality monster. I'm going to go with Freddy Krueger. Ooh, oh, yeah. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Min- Min- Minotaur was the was kind of a wild card, but yep, yep. Uh, I like that you stuck with because because that's that's the, the the fear the fear of the the demons and the aliens are kind of the same thing of like. You know, getting abducted mm. by something just like oh, right, tractor right. beaming you up in the middle of the night. Like, how fucking helpless yeah. right. is that? Oh, yeah. just be like, oh, they can just come in whenever they want, take you yep. up in the sky, probe your butt? Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. That sounds like no. a good Thursday night to me. No, Scott. <laughs> no, don't let them probe your butt. <laughs> it's it's non-consensual probing. Oh, okay, okay. That's where the problem lies. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That's it sounds like a good Friday not to me then. <laughs> yep. If, if the alien came down and said, Hey, you know, you and me, you know, let's see what's well, let's going on. Go, let's, let's go hit, hit, yeah. hit the bar up. Yeah. You know? No, see what happens. I, yeah. I'll buy you and, a drink. Okay, just real quick. This is just gonna throw this out, yes or no. Do you believe in alien abduction? I'll go first. No. Scott? I don't know. I mean I I believe it's possible, but I don't okay. know for sure that I believe that it's happened. All right, Johnny. Johnny straddle fences. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I really don't know because I, I, I bl- definitely believe that it could. I believe aliens be exist. I believe yeah. totally aliens. Oh, because I think it's egotistical to believe we're the only people in this whole galaxy. Same. Um, same. Boston. I can see where it's plausible, and I can see where it could be possible, yeah. but that also means that they would have had to have gotten over all the other issues that you know we face trying to get up into space. Right, right. Yeah. And so, has it happened yet? Probably not. Yep. May it happen one day? Could be. Read my book. Yeah. Oh, oh, nice. Oh. Okay. Good plug. Good hey. plug. Uh, oh. And by the way, Patreon subscribers get 10% off the book. So, <laughs> nice. keep that in mind. Um, and my- Shit, and I have to write it. <laughs> what, about a, what about a time being and a host? What, what do we get? Dick. From the aliens. Um, you the ship. You the ship. <laughs> and, and Mike, yes, yes or no? I absolutely believe in aliens, and I think thusly it's extremely likely that some type of abductions have taken place considering what we do to creatures on this own planet. And I've yeah, actually got I yeah. got an experience mm-hmm. of my own that kind of leads me to, to question it for oh. sure. Yeah. Pretty okay. Does that feel like something you want to talk, you want to share with us or maybe oh, on another I mean, episode? Absolutely. It's up to you. If you want to take the time to do it, I can try to summarize it. I think that, oh, from Boston. Boston, I think we should listen to this. I agree. I, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm fascinated yep. already. All right. Let's okay. make it fast. When I was young, I would say less than 10. I had an incident where I had a dream. Supposedly, I was told it was a dream that was more realistic than anything I've experienced in my life. You cannot convince me otherwise to this day that it didn't happen. Uh, It's a situation where I woke up in the middle of the night, bright flashing lights coming from the back of the house, the windows pulsating. My grandparents followed me, who I lived with at the time. The door opens, a blinding white light on the other side. I look back at my grandparents. They're frozen, completely frozen, um, just still and staring out. I turn back around. 
I see the classic description of a ship kind of sitting back off in the yard, the kind of grayish aliens. I see the silhouettes of them coming, coming back and forth. I feel a sensation of welcome, extraordinary welcome. And then I wake up in my bed and I remember feeling like I was upside down on the ceiling looking down at my bed. Uh, then I remember waking up the next morning completely freaking out, just completely losing my mind about how this happened. Did you remember this happening, Grandpa, Grandma? Did you, oh, my God, what in the world? And they were like, oh, that sounds like a weird, crazy dream. I don't know. It seemed extremely real to me. And the images I saw, I had not seen elsewhere. That's one thing that's interesting to me. If I'd seen right. a movie, if I'd seen a TV show where that had happened, I'm like, well, yeah, it's just, I'm just having a dream. But I had not been experienced to those types of visages yet. So that's, that's okay. astonishing to me. And it just the emotion, it felt so real. So I don't know. That makes me kind of question it. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that's what happened. It just, yeah. it was strange. <clears throat> and you still can picture it in your head even to today? Oh, it, exactly. Like it happened okay. yesterday. Hmm. And the emotion of it too, I feel. So I don't know. No, I there think that's interesting. Cause like I have, you know, I, 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 like I said, I, I went no for that, but I like to hear stories from people that have experiences like that with ghosts, all that. I think it's fascinating. Yeah. Have you ever like considered doing like uh hypnotherapy or anything to try to like pull up your memories have you ever tried doing that that's interesting i was i'm always kind of worried about what else is going to come out in that like what, yeah, <laughs> yeah what drain am i open in there but uh, oh, that's a good point that's a good point it'd be interesting to see perhaps i'd be open to it it turns out you're the person that decided hunger games was science fiction <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. world hated you <laughs> yeah wow that's that's crazy but yeah because i can tell you right now i I can't think of any, uh, the only dream I have that's ever felt real was like a silly one a long time ago. But for you to remember the dream and remember that in detail like that, that, yeah. that is something definitely into question. And I mean, like I say, I can't underscore how much that it did not feel in any way, shape or form like a dream. There was no doubt to me. And there still isn't that it felt that real. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was just a dream. That was fascinating. Thank you for sharing the story. Of yeah, course. It just came out of nowhere. So Scott, I don't think you can top that, but did you have something you wanted to talk about? No, I'll, I'm only, uh... <laughs> like I said, segues are going to suck tonight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had this really awesome story about how I was abducted when I was 10, but I, I... speaking of abductions, do you got a story that's going to take us away? <laughs> my only story is how rough of a weekend Xbox live had. <laughs> that was my oh. only story. <laughs> what happened? Well, apparently, like, for starting on Friday, for, like, 36 hours, they've had, like, all kinds of issues with their with their services. Like, pe- people couldn't even play games that they owned. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big deal. Grand Turismo uh, 7 had that happen recently. Yep. Well, and then they, they rolled out a hotfix that allowed players to continue buy. Oh, yeah, you couldn't buy games. You couldn't do anything. So they oh. rolled out a hotfix that allowed players to buy games but didn't address anything about being able to play the games you already owned. Oh, that's shitty. Yeah. Then it literally says, then shit hit the fan. <laughs> so, yeah. They, they, yeah. They were all over. They were tweeting back and forth like crazy. Microsoft was so like, it was, it's been a rough weekend for Microsoft. So that was, that, that was impacting to people that are on the game pass. I'm sure it doesn't necessarily say game pass, but I'm sure it did. Because it said anything, anything that you own digitally. I trying to remember what I, what I was playing this week. I personally haven't had any, didn't have any issues, but maybe I just yeah. wasn't playing a whole lot this weekend. Maybe I don't know. That would explain why I've been having issues the past uh, few hours before the show. Oh <laughs> yeah, were you yeah. trying to play some Xbox? Yeah, I was trying to play uh, Weird West. Uh, also, Train to Yuko or whatever the. Oh yeah. Okay. Of. The article says by 1:30 a.m. last, you know, yesterday, the issue supposedly subsided, but but Microsoft d- did say that some continuing problems with its European servers, but not. Tricked Yeah. Tricked so. 
Okay. Yeah. Can we um, can we all agree that single player purchase of games should never require an online connection? That's ridiculous. It should not. Yeah. It should not at all. Yeah. It's never. silly. They used to have two on the PlayStation 4. I don't know if they ever changed it, but you also have an internet connection to play any physical media that you had. Oh, whatever. Because mm. there would be times yeah. where like our internet would go down when I was still living with my mom, and I'd be like, okay, I'll just watch a movie. And nope, can't watch movies without an huh. internet connection. Wow, so, yeah. yeah, that's that's stupid. So then it's like I had to read a book, like come on, like I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah, come on, like some yeah. lamo. Now, did you guys see? Because I guess now the big, the big thing that's going to happen, like I guess for this is the world of video games now. Embracer Group bought Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, and Square Enix Montreal. I remember, I, I didn't see it. But I remember you telling me about it though. Yeah, yeah, and not for too much. They got everything that those companies own, which include like Legacy of Kane, uh, Tomb Raider. They got that all for three hundred million dollars in cash. Wow! Wow! I adore it's- Legacy of Kane, by the way. That oh, series I was going to say, I love that series. I'm mm-hmm. hoping maybe Embracer Group is planning to do more with it. But I hope, man, I would, I would love that. Raziel, let's see more Raziel. Come on. Yeah, yes. like three hundred million is not really that much for gaming companies. I oh. wonder if Sony made any kind of offers. Hmm. Yeah, good. You would think you would th- like you told me you would think they would try to get to us Tomb Raider. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Tomb Raider used to be considered like a PlayStation. Yeah, it was. Yeah, exclusive. Yeah. yeah. The rumor going around that I've read is that uh, Sony may be looking to purchase Square Enix proper. That would hmm. be kind of crazy too. But it's one of those things where I don't think Sony has really treated these companies. I mean, Square hasn't really treated these companies well since they purchased them. So I think this is honestly a good thing for them. It could be. It really could be. Because I know Avengers failed because of what Square wanted it to be. Mm. So I'm hoping. But yeah, it looks like they're going to get Tomb Raider, Legacy of Kane, Deus, Deus, <laughs> Deus Ex, <laughs> uh, Thief, and uh, 50, uh, 50 more back catalog games from Square Enix. And, and I remember I read one time where Square said they felt like the Tomb Raider, those last Tomb Raider trilogy was kind of a letdown for them as far as the sales goes. Huh, but they're so highly over, regarded. Yeah, but it's over half of the forever sales for uh, Tomb Raider games. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. like close to 38 million copies. And I really like the new ones. I did too. So I'm hoping the Embracer company really embraces. Hey. Oh, hey now. Kind of lets them get to, get to do the stuff they wanted. Because all things yeah. I've heard is they did not want to do the Avengers game as a... Uh, games on service and it was kind of like one of those things where it was like uh higher ups that wanted one of those games on services and mm-hmm. you know it ruined avengers and unfortunately it kind of ruined the sales for guardians of the galaxy too from word of mouth yep that's sad yeah. which is not a science fiction game hey embracer <laughs> oh, damn it <laughs> embracer group yeah, hey, right. who the fuck is this embracer group what do they do what is, what's their story do um, we know they buy stuff let me bring them up make <laughs> sure i got right. stuff yeah game companies it's not 300 million for game companies but their main things according to this that they own they own cock media coke the coke media coca brothers media thq nordic gearbox entertainment dark hmm. horse media right they did just get purchased recently yep something called coffee stain holding something called easy brain uh deca games amplifier uh, game investment and yeah that looks like that's what they own but it looks like it's just a big group of rich people that are buying anything they can 
That's what it sounds like. Yeah. But yeah, but hopefully, hopefully they're going to give these companies like room to grow and kind of do what they want to do. With no input. I would hope so. Because honestly, the fact that it's been almost 20 years since a legacy of Kane game or probably more is ridiculous to just leave that franchise. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Soul Reaver was just like the top of them, wasn't it? So Soul Reaver was so amazing. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but it, because like THQ, their last big pick was THQ. And I guess they've kind of because, you know, they put out a new Darksiders game. They put out a new Red Faction. And I think they put out a new Disherelle Humans. So I think it was like a, what, a remake or something? I think so. Did you ever play it, uh, Boston? Because I know that you were really excited when that was happening. Played the first few levels and then didn't, I kind of got distracted by some other stuff. Okay. It was, it was a remake though, right, Boston? Yeah, mechanically it was just it was a straight up remake. I don't know if they got the original voice actors back or if they just redid you know did the sound made the sound look better sound better, but it was a solid outing on all fronts. Cool. So yeah, so hopefully Embracer will do something big. It also looks like one of the things they do on too a board gaming, they own the makers of Catan. They're, oh, oh, yeah, Catan Studios, which owns, which does Catan, Z-Man Games, Pandemic, and then of course comic books. So they own like Dark Horse, Hellboy, The Umbrella Academy. Those. Okay, all right. Yeah. So big guys, company. let's 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 just get rich and buy, buy stuff. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's my that's my new plan. That's what I want to do now. Okay, which franchise are we buying? Good question. What are you, what are you thinking? I think we should buy the company that makes Hades. You know what? Mm, yeah. God, I love that game. It's a solid move. It's a solid move. And you know what? I think when we and we and we do that and we let them take as much time as they need to make Hades too. Yeah, I say you let's know? go for it. Yeah. So we'll flip over to our games that we're playing right now. I'll start first because I'm not really playing anything. To reference Boston's favorite uh, television show of all time, me and Elden Rings are on a break. <laughs> Same. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> I. Got to Melania, who's like just an optional boss. The first time I beat fought her, I almost beat her second form. And then from there, it's mm-hmm. been downhill. I played over mm. four hours of just that boss, <laughs> and I simply can't wow. do it. I have decided after screaming and cursing at God and everything, <laughs> I have decided to take a mental break from Elden Ring. So I'm not sure what I'm going to play next. Okay. And I'm going to break from Elder. I'm going to still go in and finish it because I think I could probably still at least finish the game, but I'm stubborn mm-hmm. and I want to beat that boss. Oh, I get that. 1000%. Yep. What are you playing, Scott? Well, I, me and Elder Ring have at least temporarily for, you know, we're, we're not living together anymore. Let's put okay. it that way. Right. <laughs> we're we're in it. separate, separate. I, I, I've moved out. I'm in an apartment now. She okay. may keep my house. I'm not, I'm not sure yet. You got the dog. Yeah, I got. I think it's keep the dog. You're right. So okay, we'll, good, we'll good, good. I'm not. We may work things out in the end. I'm not sure, but right now we're 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 separate. Well, I'm rooting for you guys. Actually, I went back to I went back to uh, Far Cry Six. I never okay. so like it. I started playing that. I didn't get far into it, and then Elden Ring came out, and so I, you know, then I was like, I didn't go back and beat that. So I'm actually just playing Far Cry Six right now. Enjoying it. Yeah. I, I, so that's what's crazy about Far Cry, man. Like Far Crys are always the same. Yeah, it's just it's you know, but I like this. I like it, so I know what I'm getting myself into. So, yeah. but I, you know, even though all all the the Far Cry games pretty much play the exact same, they have the same concept, and I still enjoy the games though. Nice, yeah. I I, I think I, I think that's maybe the game I go to next because I do have that. 
Yeah. What are you playing, Mike? Well, Scott, I hate to tell you, but Elden Ring has moved in with me. We're seeing each other currently. Oh, uh, oh shit. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Drama. Drama on the podcast. Uh, yeah. That's my, but, that's my uh, new catchphrase. Drama. I'm loving it. How far are you into it? Just reached the Altus Plateau, I believe it is, after beating, okay. uh, what, is it Renala, the, the mage boss there, I believe? Oh yeah, the the one that's uh yep yep Bernala like the 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 Dark Moon Queen. Yeah, so that's yep. where I'm at. Uh, because of uh, work and moving, I haven't really ground so much to the point where I need to take a break out of it. But I'm still loving it. I'm balancing it out with a little Gran Turismo Seven, a little casually, oh, which is, which is nice, so beautiful. Nice. And I can't oh, say enough yeah. about uh, Guilty Gear Strive, man. I love that game. It's fantastic. I forgot you're a big fighting gamer. Mm, yeah, leftover from the '90s. Nice. <laughs> and it looks gorgeous. Oh, it does. It looks like anime. I mean, I've played games before where you're like, well, this looks pretty animated. This is literally like you're playing animation. It's amazing. Oh, that sounds awesome. They do really cool games, and they don't really cater to casuals. No, this one is the most accessible. This one is trying to bring in some new players. Um, You can take it as far as you want, but it's actually pretty accessible on the surface. Oh, that's awesome. And what have you been playing, Boston? I have been playing Too Much Magic. Uh, <laughs> you were talking about that trek to yumi did you ever get to play any of it no because it just went live it just went live like today or yesterday okay and i i had it pre-installed but then some glitches happened that keep saying that i'm not logged in mm. i've been playing i was playing tunic which was a oh. fun little oh yeah 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 what if what if uh legend of zelda was a dark a dark souls clone oh geez really Oh, uh, wow, okay. It's, it's it's in between there, so it's, it's a bit in between there, but... I, I heard it's a little bit of Fez, too, right? For the way yeah. the, the world the world's laid out. Hmm. But it's uh, it's been enjoyable? Uh, it, it was it was fun. Uh, it was a lot of fun to, to do, because it felt very simple, and there were a lot of you know, kind of throwbacks and nods to Legend of Zelda, such yeah. as the first cave you go into and the way it's laid out. But, like, when you open up the chest, it's not a sword, it's a stick. Okay, hmm, that's nice. your first weapon. Oh. Okay, that sounds awesome, and it's yeah. also a Game Pass. Uh, yes, it's currently on Game Pass. You fuckers in your Game Passes. I'm yep. telling you, man. I I don't see myself never not having it unless it just goes away. <laughs> I did find I did find one that I've been I was messing around with. It was kind of cool. That was a little indie game I found on Steam called The Rains Down Players, and I know it's available on Switch, but it's called The Rains Down Players, and you play independent. You play independent play producers at this little local theater, rundown joint, and you have to put together the play, put on the play. But the actual like game mechanic is you have to like dodge the trash that the the people are throwing at you because oh, wow. you're so terrible. <laughs> wow! Ah, good times. Good times. That's it. That's all I got. And it's a Switch game, you said. It is available on Switch. You can find it on Switch. Okay, cool. Is it anything else? Nope, that's going to be it. Oh, no, no. Is it on anything else or just Switch? Uh, Good point. Good question. Let me find out. I have a lot of really good questions tonight. You would think you would would like to be the host or something. Like, who's D12? How'd they get started? (laughs) God damn it. Oh, hey, while we're doing this, I got a PSA for the Switch, speaking of which. They recently released the Nintendo 64 games. They're terrible to play because of the button configuration. It's just uh, mm. frustrating. However, Switch does have controller presets. So you can go into the Switch settings and have separate settings 
for controller outputs. Like I, I've got like a Star Fox setting, for example. So now I can go in and play Star Fox and it feels great. So a little PSA nice. there. So it's uh, easier to do a barrel roll. You can actually do it now. So yes. They did. And, <laughs> so, and Star Fox 64 is one of the games now. Yes. Awesome. I know they just put one of the, the first Paper Mario game up and I was really mm-hmm. excited to play that. That's awesome. So I guess we'll do recommendations now. What is it? What do you mean by recommendations? Like, you know, recommend a recommendation station. I don't, I don't know. I don't understand the concept. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. So I, I don't think I talked about this last, the last PDQ, but I just finished up uh Reacher. That's really been good. But I, you know, I love anything that has to do with like justice or revenge or like, yeah. you know, you know, John Wick, you know, that, that kind of stuff, you know, just gets me. So, so I, I, I it was a fun ride. It was like, it's only one season so far, but I, I really liked it. Tom Cruise come back to play Reacher. He's going to be in the season two. Okay. I heard the new guys playing Reacher is supposed to be more book accurate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I he's just no, a big no. muscle bound dude. Oh yes. Allegedly. Yes. yes, yes, yes. I've never <laughs> read the books, but yeah, he's, he's just a big, huge dude. Who's like man, a few words, but like, he's almost, he's, he's super intelligent, you know, like, almost like he could be uh well well i guess he was like some sort of an investigator for the army so okay. yeah it's 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 very good I, I really enjoyed it i heard the fight scenes are incredible incredible absolutely yep. incredible and didn't you just finish a little show that i had been asking you to watch for a while possibly oh for all mankind <laughs> yes well you're I, really good I, at improv i did i did but like <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you <laughs> I did, but I've mentioned for all mankind like I think at least twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just excited that you that you finished it. Oh, I did. I I I cannot recommend that show enough. I I, I recommend it to almost everybody I talk to. Like it, it is fantastic. Ryan, Ryan really had been trying to what for months. Yeah, for a while. Yeah, and I'm ashamed that I didn't listen to you any sooner because after after that recommendation, I will literally watch anything that you recommend to me. Oh, cool! So I can start recommending porn. Yeah, well, I've already watched it. That's true. Um, <laughs> Boston, do you have any recommendations? Um, maybe something that you consider science fiction. I recommend. Oh. I recommend going out, spreading your horizons and your ass cheeks, and getting a Chuck oh. Tingle book. Chuck, Chuck Tingle. Tingle. Okay, who is Chuck Tingle? Do you have to spread oh. your ass cheeks to get a Chuck Tingle book? No, but it helps. Chuck, Chuck Tingle is a author who kind of went. He went off the deep end in a way, and in, in, in a way, but like in all the best ways. Like I, I want, I want more people to be as like aggressively loving as he is. Like, like how, just, how, how is he? How what what does he do? Uh, man, I I wish I could narrow it down into one thing, but like yeah. you just need to look. You just need to look him up. But the okay. biggest his his biggest claim to fame are his books, where he just started writing the most bad he almost like a random a random prompt generator and just started making some of the most batshit crazy books uh-huh. like getting railed by a velociraptor while bigfoot <laughs> watches in the corner wait that's the title uh, of the book or it's, it's similar <laughs> okay let me see if let me, let me find uh hold on yeah 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 <clears throat> So aggressively loving, aka rape. <laughs> no, no, it's they're all. Uh, it's consensual, all, Scott. It's oh, all consensual. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Are, are monsters are, are animals, but they're not like that. Chuck's Dinosaur right, Tinglers, right. Volume One. Oh, he's got volumes. Okay. 
Okay. Helicopter man, helicopter man pounds dinosaur billionaire. Pounded in the butt by my own butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like I understand now. I totally get. I totally understand and, why you said to spread my butt cheeks first. And as I understand, they're full. They're full length. They are full length novels. Yeah. I, yeah, like, I guess so. That's amazing. And he basically, this is what he does. He's found his niche. He does this and some other stuff like uh, Doctor Chuck Tingle's Complete Guide to the Void, and he's he's kind of taken to having this weird internet personality, where he is just all about just fucking like love yourself love the world you're the best like you know nothing can stop you and it's awesome and then like when you see what he's doing you're like oh fuck yeah no i do goddamn anything can't i <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's amazing and it does almost sound like those awesome computer generated scripts and stuff that people do and in fact there is a book called welcome to the tingleverse <laughs> and it is a a chuck tingleverse role-playing game Oh my God! Can we do it as a? Uh, can we do it as dread? I don't know about dread, but <laughs> it has its own mechanics that I have to learn. Okay, I think we need to learn these because uh, I do too. That sounds amazing, and at the end of it, you get to have passionate love with the raptor. Right? Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Who's the? Who's never wanted to do that? Yeah. It's beautiful. I... The manifestation of Wordle pounds my butt. <laughs> <laughs> the manifestation of Wordle? Oh, that's awesome! Wow. I guess it can't be more than oh. five inches. This was okay. This was I remember this. This was the one that actually like it broke me. Not pounded by anything while I practice responsible social distancing. <laughs> okay, if the if the name of our episode is not a Chuck Tingle parody, I'm going to be upset. I'm, I am going to boycott our own working on it. Podcast, working on it. Okay, all right. If that doesn't uh, happen, safe enough that we don't get podcast pulled. But my recommendation, not a Chuck Tingle thing, and it's kind of lame sounding now. Damn. Um, Boston should have went last, honestly, yeah, because yep, there's, no, yes. there's no top of uh, that. Is a HBO show that's on HBO and HBO Max called Barry. Yeah. Bill Hader. It's about a hitman that doesn't want to be a hitman anymore, and he wants to start acting. It takes the piss out of Hollywood, as well as, I guess, like the gangster movies and stuff that we've been used to recently. It's amazing. It's probably the second best shot show on television next to Better Call Saul. Bill Hader is incredible. I missed out on his whole SNL run because I think at that point I wasn't really watching SNL. But right. my God, Bill Hader is amazing in the show. Henry Winkler is on the show too, and he does oh, a great he's job. he's so good. He's so good. Um, the best though is a is an actor who goes by NoHo Hank, who is played by, if you ever watch the show Gotham, he was the guy that played Mr. Sazaz in that show. Um and he eats the scenery. He is an amazing character. But it's called Barry. I hope that Chuck Tingle does a parody of Barry because I'd like to know what happens to Barry. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's mine. Mike, what do you have? I'm going to throw two out if you don't mind really quickly. First of all, uh, the Nightwing all comic out. from DC right now. Nightwing okay. is amazing. I just talked mm. the stack reading. It's so great. And by proxy, Tom Taylor is a writer. He's also doing the uh, Son of uh, Superman, Kal-El. It's, it's amazing stuff, man. What a great yep. writer. Nightwing, such heart, such such great times. Um, so highly recommend actually fixed the Nightwing character. Oh, it's better than he's ever been. I mean, this okay, guy awesome. gets Nightwing. He's essentially, you know, the, the Peter Parker for DC to me. Yep absolutely love it great interactions barbara's back in there he's got a three-legged dog named Bitewing. fantastic and my other is also on hbo max our flag means death oh okay yep fantastic Uh, fantastic stuff a lot of people are loving that show right now 
Again, like Nightwing, just such heart and spirit, just so, so much soul to it. And it handles, you know, a lot of LGBTQ topics uh, tastefully, I think. It, it's a great it romp, if you will. Mm-hmm. So so fun, so fun. Taika Waititi well, is that- a big part of it. Reese Darby, who I'm a huge fan of. Just good stuff. I know that Taika Waititi has, has officially come out and said, no, this, this was a love story. Deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's, um, it's, it's a humor similar to like, like his other stuff, like what we do in the shadows. It is. It's dry. A little bit of a flight of the Concords in there. Of course. I mean, maybe that's just because Darby's in it, but yeah. Darby is so, is so underrated, but it, it's, it gets that, it's that dry sensational humor, but it's also got a lot of heart and soul too. It's a great mix of the two. You know, that's Taika Waititi's known for that, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's a, there's a huge, uh, group people groundswell of people that are wanting a second season so hopefully it happens i'd be surprised if it doesn't yeah it, it should happen because it's it's very popular speaking of things that are going to be happening soon oh i heard a little bird told me that geeks in here to the earth may be back soon hopefully this wednesday as far as recording and uh release a few days after that's that's the uh, that's the hopes i'm back in the Yay. home got the studio nice. kicking, so. that's awesome thanks thanks looking forward yeah. to it it's been a while it has definitely been a while. I got to the point where it became, uh, once new episodes came down, that would be the first thing I would listen to in the morning. Oh, wow. Um, Thanks so much. Yeah. And it's been a minute. I'm hoping once it's back up, we've, we've kind of, we're still kind of working out stuff, but there will be a little bit more uh, with a cool, you know, like team mix name for Absolutely. us. Absolutely. Like oh, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be exciting. Maybe we'll all play Dread. Yeah, there'd be a multiverse crossover. Not too many people, Boston. Ooh, Ooh well, like so that at that point I'll just figure out a way to start over. You need to, you need to, you need to put all the episodes up though of Saga for, Saga's shenanigans though because that was. Oh, yeah, I gotta finish him. I gotta finish. Never him. noticed how good of a job Ryan just did on the second one. I'll that. Very good. Did I actually do a good one? You did, I did a good did, one. I? You did a good maybe one. Yes. Like, maybe my powers yeah. only come when I don't mean <laughs> to use them, but when I was actually when I'm actually trying. They don't work. Yeah. I got to be instinctual. It just, it just comes instinctual, exactly. That's yeah, what it that's is. what I got to do. Um, yep. Yeah. Hey, speaking of uh, speaking of sagas, I want to say that playing that and then listening back to the episodes really showed me. Aww. It was inspirational in the way what a masterful editor I, Boston is. I, I was blown away by what, what he, Boston he put together with that show. Our show and now with um, editor extraordinaire uh, Sarah Boston is just as good of a producer and editor as he is a host. No. Yeah, he's I hate a good you person. all. I mean, I love yeah. love you all. Thank you. I mean, does he sometimes disappear oh, during no. recordings? Yes, but that just <laughs> okay. adds to his mystique. And that's the excitement. Yeah, I promise I didn't nod off. <laughs> I, 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 I trust you didn't. Um, it's like that. That would be great if you did, and we're here like in the background. Stay away from him, Mister Candy. You know, like that kind of stuff. Um, away from Mister yeah. Candy. And I just want to say, just on a serious note. We know there are some horrible things happening in the world right now in the news. I don't want you guys to think our silence of not talking about it means that we don't care. We are mm. here. We're just trying to make like a place where people can come and get like a little bit of a break from how bad the world is. Just a break from the world, you know? Yeah, if that, if that makes um, any sense. But if you're upset by any of it, you can find me on Facebook or you have my number and just come <laughs> on. We'll, we will... We will go burn. We will go burn down a. We'll go. We'll go shit on a senator's door together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or a Supreme Court justice. Just make yeah. sure you light, light, it, light the bag on fire. Yeah, yeah. And Scott, I'll ask. Don't recommend any technologies that are being created by Brett Kavanaugh. <laughs> I will not. I will not. Yeah, 
That will, that will, yeah, you will not get a happy response from Boston. But seriously, I was thinking about it. Yeah, I was thinking about like the last week, what we, if we would talk about it on the show. And I was just thinking, you know, I was uh, at Tori Amos last week and that way I was able to, and a great, this is a part of my privilege that I do have. I was able to get away from the news for a few days and yeah. it was a good, it helped my brain. So I think just having yeah. like a two hour show that comes out bi-weekly, hopefully that'll help people mm. to like have a, have yeah, a respite I. from the, the craziness of this world. Well said. Well said, my friend. It's, it's, it's good to know that you now have Tori Amos under your belt and I've got Fiona and Apple awesome. under my belt. So we're, you we're got both well-rounded individuals. Fiona, Fiona Apple wow. came to Knoxville oh. when I was back when I was in high school. I got to go, I got to go see her at the Tennessee theater. Do you remember, sorry. No, it was Tennessee Theater. Do you remember? Do you hear of a band called the the e- not the Eagles? What the fuck was? Yes, heard of I, the Eagles. I've heard of them. Have you heard of this? They sound, they Hotel sound California. Slightly familiar. <laughs> yes. The Eels. Yes, I know of the Eels. I, I don't know if I know any of their songs like personally, but I know of the Eels. Yeah. Or, oh, oh, sorry, yeah. just Eels, not the Eels. He he opened for the he opened for. Her. Oh, cool! How did how did he do? It was the most bizarre. Oh, opening I've ever seen in my life and I love yeah. every moment of it. He comes out, I think it was right after uh, Euro Trips uh, had already had already got hit some of his songs on the on the radio. Okay. So he comes out in this like jumpsuit. I'm starting to wonder if that's where I stole it from. Now that I think about it. He comes oh. out in this jumpsuit and so legit we thought he was we thought he was just one of the roadies <laughs> coming out to test the equipment and make sure that it was all ready for Fiona. <laughs> Uh huh. I didn't even know there was going to be. I didn't know. I didn't know how knew how concerts worked back then. I didn't know there was going to be an opening act. Yeah, yeah. So he yeah. comes out there, goes over to the piano, and just starts going chung 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 chung. Oh god! And we're we're all like, "What the fuck is this guy doing?" Yeah. And then slowly you realize he's actually playing a tune, just oh. using like whole fists. <laughs> that's how that's how a man plays a piano. And then eventually starts you know, getting into like. <laughs> Starts starts playing to a point where like oh oh you know what you're doing okay huh. where where is this bold move Cotton let's see how this plays out <laughs> okay and it was it was just a fun it was a fun little thing he he said he claimed that there was more members of the band but they all got held up in customs that's awesome and so oh yeah he also did a he played Sweet Home Alabama and oh. it was the, it was the greatest thing as he was he was playing it and everybody was getting into it. And then he gets to the chorus and goes, sweet home, Alla. And he just stops, looks around the room for a second. <laughs> Tennessee. <Ta-da. laughs> so he, so oh. he sang, us, sang to us, sweet home, Alla, Tennessee. <laughs> That's incredible. That uh, is. That I'll is. never understand people that go to concerts and don't get in the <laughs> venue early enough to see the opening bands. Mm. Um we had a Tori Amos. We had we didn't think there was going to be opening because it said Tori Amos with companion, and companion was lowercase. So I just thought she's almost sixty. Maybe she needs a companion now to help her out. Like whisper, "You're a cornflake girl." But it was these two sisters from Oklahoma. <laughs> it was a uh, very folksy, but excellent. But unfortunately, at that point, that room was maybe twenty five percent filled. Yeah, but mm. yeah, you should get there as early as you can and see the opening acts, guys. Always. And also, learn, learn about someone new. Yeah. And also, don't go to venues where they will let you buy food inside the venue and then try to stop you from taking the food into the, into the <laughs> auditorium, uh, which is what happened to me when an old man 
said, hey, you can't bring those pretzels in here. And I was like, I bought them in this venue. I'm going to eat my pretzels during the show. And we fought back and forth. And then I finally said, hey, I'm going to put the pretzels in my pocket, but I promise I won't eat them. I fucking ate those pretzels. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Don't <laughs> tell me something if I can't use it. Yeah. <laughs> That's bullshit. Man, I'm fired up tonight. Yeah, man. You're on a roller. Yeah, you're fired up right at the as we're closing out the show. <laughs> um, we... <laughs> Go ahead, Boston. Well, uh, again, Mike, thank you so much for coming out and hanging out with us tonight. Can't wait to see you again. The three well, Peter man. If nothing else, I gotta fi- I gotta finish King some of my commander decks together so we can finally fucking play. Yes. Damn it. Absolutely. Thank you everybody for joining us. Uh, we have been BRBAFK and we will see you all in the next episode. Good night. Love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Check out Geeks Inherited the Earth. Geeks Inherited the Earth. Yeah. Yeah, they did.